Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Optimize Your Body. And I am here doing a solo episode today. And I wanted to discuss the topic, the topic of time-restricted eating. Now, long story short, it's different to intermittent fasting. I've talked about intermittent fasting before in other episodes, so you can go and check them out. But time-restricted eating is basically eating as much as you want in a small window. Sounds great on paper, right? But I have some insights for you, which is going to be very, very helpful because you know, you probably know I've coached hundreds of men and women over the years, and I've been on my own transformational journey as well in terms of relationship with food. And obviously, I used to struggle with binge eating, which I've talked about before, um, you know, when I was competing and whatnot. So I've had to go on my own journey. And when it comes to time-restricted eating, personally now, I have one to two big meals a day. Some days where I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu at lunchtime, I just have one meal on those days. And then the other days I have two meals. So I'm always eating, even if I have two meals, I'm eating in a, you know, seven to eight hour window roughly. And I've been doing this for years, works for me um, in terms of my energy, my productivity, and also it's just more convenient, right? Eating in a smaller window, it means less meal prep. And personally, I enjoy eating big meals, right? Now, in terms of the benefits of time-restricted eating, though, I could go down the list there's lots of um, you know, extensive research done on this in both humans and animals. But basically, autophagy, you know, obviously when you're restricted and you're eating in a smaller window, let's say a six to eight hour window, basically your body wipes out all the old dead immune cells and replaces it with new ones. So basically your immune system kind of regenerates. Uh, you've got neurogenesis as well. Obviously the brain kind of regenerates as well. You've got the benefits on metabolism as well. Obviously certain genes... The, the expression of genes changes slightly, um, and, and that's related to metabolism, heart health. I could go down the list, um, but ultimately, when it comes to the studies that have been done, and when you talk about weight loss as well, because this is what I wanted to talk about today, right? Because I do hear a lot of people talking about how what, you know, the best thing for weight loss is time-restricted eating. Now, I'm going to um, play devil's advocate there and disagree with some of that, right? And I'll tell you why. Now, Research shows, though, for example, let me just talk about some of the research. For example, they've done studies on humans um, basically eating in a six-hour window, right? So people ate in a six-hour hour window, and what they had was, um, a, a, as opposed to eating, sorry, one group ate in a six-hour window, the other group ate in a 12-hour window. And the people who ate in a six-hour window basically had decreased appetite and increased fat metabolism, right? Now, basically, that also in some other studies has shown to prove weight loss in people eating in a smaller window. Now, what they always say, and they never seem, what I've seen in the studies I've seen, they never seem to say about the tracking element and how meticulous the tracking was done with the calories. Now, they're still debating, is it because, do these people lose weight? Because, you know, they're eating in a smaller window, so they're eating less calories, right? Or is it something going on with the metabolism that's causing these people to actually lose weight. Now, to be honest, from what I've seen, it's going to be the fact that these people are eating less because you're eating in a smaller window. It's actually harder. Think about it. If you're eating in a six-hour window, let's say you eat from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. versus eating 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. No shit, you're likely to eat more calories in that bigger window, right? Because it's spread out more. It's just kind of common sense. So there's still debate in that, but to be honest... If you ask me, they don't really talk much about calories and how precise they were with the calorie consumption. It sounds like they're just eating less in a smaller window, right? Less calories. So obviously, there was another study as well, talking about what I was saying then, in terms of people eating 11 people. This is 11 people. This study was done in a small study. 
Um, they ate in a, a, a six-hour window between 8 and 2 p.m. Then they ate in a 12-hour window between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. And what they found was they, they'd done both of those for four days each. So they did four days eat and eight till two, four days eat and eight till eight, right? So a six-hour and a 12-hour window. And what they found is the people who ate over the four days actually had um, decreased ghrelin levels. Now, ghrelin is the hormone that actually tells you uh, you're hungry. So that was decreased, which is a good thing because that suppresses your appetite more. You know, they felt fuller. And actually what happened was they, I think they lost like, and this might've been another study, but they lost like 3% body fat. Um, might actually be in the same study, but regardless, obviously the same things seem to happen right now. Obviously, once again, decreased appetite. Now I can attest this. If I eat in a small window, I actually have a decreased appetite, but that's because of the quality and the types of food that I eat, right? I eat very high protein. I don't eat any processed foods. And that's a whole other conversation, right? But ultimately, food quality is very, very important. So that's what I'm not a big fan of with this time-restricted eating is it doesn't matter what you eat, just eat in a smaller window. Now, that takes me on to my next point, right? Now, for example, there was a study, some stuff I read as well, and, you know, someone lost 40 pounds basically within 12 weeks, time-restricted eating, didn't even look at the food quality or, or change anything they were eating. Basically, they just ate in a smaller window. They lost 40 pounds in the space of 12 weeks. Another problem I have with this is it doesn't seem to be any long-term research, right? From what I've seen over the space of long periods. Now, it's always 12 weeks, give or take, eight to 12 weeks. You're lucky to get like a six-month study, to be honest. I've seen all the ones I've seen is 12 weeks. So, for example, someone lost 40 pounds in 12 weeks, changed their life come back to me a year, two or three years from now, because all of the research and the fact that I've coached hundreds of people, the behavioral element is the most important piece. The behaviors around food. If you don't get to the root cause of what put you in the position of being overweight in the first place, for example, if you've gone from eating loads of crappy foods, okay, and then all you're doing is, right, I'm just going to eat in a smaller window. Ultimately, Yes, you're going to not be able to eat as many calories. No shit, because you're eating in a smaller window. It's harder to eat that many calories in a small window. But you're not changing any behaviors, really. You're effectively, yes, you may be just eating less, which is good, and start seeing some results. But because you're not effectively um, working on your relationship with food and actually focusing on eating better quality foods, reducing the amount of processed foods you eat, and eating more good quality foods, that alone is not going to be the answer in a smaller window, right? Uh, because all the research points to the fact that you actually gain, to be honest, 50% of people, right? Listen to this now, 50% of people, right? Gain all of the weight they lost back and some within a year and 85% of people minimum, right? 85% of people, if not more, 85 to 90% of people gain all of the weight back they lost and more within two to three years, right? There's only a small percentage of people who actually keep the weight off forever. And because I've coached so many people and with my transformation program now, I can tell you hand on heart that eating in a smaller way, I can, tell, I can count on one hand how many clients I actually have focused on eating in a smaller window. To be honest, yeah, there's literally a couple. And that's because they're so far in their journey and they've worked on their behaviors around food, changing their lifestyle, and actually those things which take time and now it's like, right, we can use time-restricted eating as a, as a tool or intermittent fasting as a tool, but it's just not going to be the answer for most people. I'm sorry, you've got to look long-term with this stuff. And ultimately, just to transition then and talk about what the main reasons are and the main uh, 
traits, if you like, or um, habits that successful people who keep the weight off, and I can tell you this being a coach, but this has also been um, studied many a times. Um, one of the, the number one is self-monitoring, right? And this goes back to what I was saying about the calories, right? You cannot argue with the law of thermodynamics, okay? Calories in, calories out. How many, you need to be eating more calories than your, um, sorry, you need to be burning more calories than what you're eating to actually lose weight. and need to be eating more calories than what you're burning to gain weight, yes. That being said, maybe there is something going on with that time-restricted eating, eating in a smaller window with the way your body's metabolizing food. But from what I've seen, the likelihood is just eating less calories in a smaller window, okay? That's going to be what it is for the most part because that is the law of thermodynamics. You know, you have to be burning more than you're eating. And that takes me to the first point, which is self-monitoring, right? In other words, tracking your food, weighing yourself. For example, the clients I have on my program, right? The ones who are the most successful, okay, long-term, for example, at least 90% of people track their food. They take five minutes out of their day to track their food using an app, like say, for example, MyFitnessPal, it's very simple to do. And what that does, it makes you more aware. And naturally, you're going to eat less calories. Again, loads of research on this. But to be honest, I've said this before, I've had fantastic results in the past, just by getting people to track and not even changing anything for a few months. It's a powerful tool to use. Okay, it's a lot of guesswork if you're not tracking your food. And this has been shown in research. So whether you're weighing yourself or you're weighing your food, or for example, you're just keeping metrics, so you, you know, you're tracking your body fat or whatever that is, or progress photos if you've got a coach. That is the key to actually getting sustainable fat loss, being able to not just lose weight, but to be able to keep it off long-term. Self-monitoring. Now, I say to my clients, tracking is not a destination. I do not want you, you know, using that for the rest of your life to track your food, okay? It's not a destination. No one wants to live like that, but it's a fantastic starting point, Okay. It's a fantastic starting point. And ultimately, raising that awareness and learning about calories and macros is important. But that is very surface level when it comes to the behaviors, right? Changing the behaviors, why you eat certain foods, how foods make you feel, connecting to those things over time. That's the only way I overcame you know, the binge eating problem I had. And now I'm in the shape of my life and it's automatic. I don't have to track. I did track on and off for six years, but I don't have to anymore. I don't have to do any self-monitoring, but that's taken me a hell of a long time. I started lifting weights 18 years ago, right? And I've been, you know, a coach for like 15 years, okay? And it was only over the last kind of, I don't know, five years really where I started cracking the code. So yeah, so that's number one, self-monitoring in terms of success with sustainable weight loss. The second one, is food quality, right? There's research shown on this. I'm probably going to do another episode on this, going deeper into this. Um, but basically, ultra-processed foods are designed to make us overeat, okay? They're engineered to make us eat the shit out of them, right? Now, you have to eat whole foods primarily, okay, to be able to lose weight because those foods, natural foods, I've said this before, people get confused about whole foods and, um, you know, processed foods. Ultimately, whole foods, what's it? In a steak, beef, okay? Beef, one ingredient. <laughs> banana, banana. It's very simple, right? That sounds very kind of almost silly, but ultimately eating whole foods is just having foods with like one ingredient in. Uh, it's real food, it's natural, okay? Um, or if you do, you know, obviously if you're make, making certain foods, like I get my clients, they have like, quote unquote, kind of like healthy replacements for processed foods and they'll just use like natural ingredients. But generally you want to know what, 
what ingredients are going into the food you're eating. If it's got a list as long as your arm on the back of the ingredient list, it's obviously ultra processed. Yeah. And there's probably going to be some words in there you can't even pronounce, right? Chemicals you can't even pronounce, but ultra processed foods, long story short, designed to make us overeat. If you can eat predominantly whole foods, at least 85 to 90% minimum, you're going to be more satiated. You're not going to overeat. It's pretty simple, right? And obviously having high protein as well, right? So, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah, food quality, very important, which is why I'm not big on just eating in a smaller window. I'm sorry. I mean, again, there's research on this. I've coached hundreds of people. Food quality matters a lot. Okay. Period. So the other thing then, the third one, uh, which, which helps people get long-term results with fat loss and weight loss, um, is environment and having encouragement. Okay. Criticism. If you're getting criticized, if you've got people around you who are criticizing what you're doing, let's say on your health and fitness journey, or you've got too many yes people around you constantly telling you, go on, have another drink, go on, eat that food, come on, come on, right? That's not going to be good. And if you've got people criticizing you, that's a big no no. This has been shown in research once again. If you've got people who are constantly criticizing you, you will fall off. It's much more likely for you to not be successful. Obviously, it's common sense, right? On the flip side, having like-minded people around you or encouragement, whether that's a coach, whether that's the people around you, your family, your friends, people who support your journey and encourage you and are happy for you in terms of you trying to better yourself, you know, become a better person and really make your health a top priority. That is huge. And I can attest to this in terms of the uh, online community we've got uh, in my program, you know, the like-minded people and the people, some people have had such great transformations and obviously having that kind of inspiration is really important, but just having people around you who share a similar vision to you and who actually want to see you succeed is huge in any area of your life, especially with health and fitness. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to kind of wrap this up there, right? So just to summarize time restricted eating for fat loss and overall health, can it be used as a good tool? I would say yes. Do I think that should be the first port of call? Uh, for most people who are looking to lose weight and get healthier, hell no. I've coached hundreds of people. I'm sorry, but from what I've seen, the tracking of the calories in these studies doesn't seem to be talked about, which is obviously the most important thing. So ultimately, if you're eating in a smaller window, you're probably more likely to eat. You're less likely to overeat calories. You're probably more. It's probably likely you're going to eat less calories. Um, also, you know, yes, it could blunt your appetite more and stuff like that and, and make you less hungry because what you find is when you're eating more often, what you're doing is you're actually telling your body there's food coming, your body releases certain hormones and stuff, which, which I won't go into. And that's what I find, you know, if once I've eaten, then it almost like opens the gates and, you know, so that's why I think, uh, there's plenty of reasons, plenty of things which could, uh, suppress the appetite or could be the reason why you know, you just feel less hungry. But ultimately, eating in a smaller window can be beneficial, but it depends where you're at in your journey, if you ask me. And to be honest, focusing on those three things, just to summarize, self-monitoring, right? Some form of self-monitoring, whether that's tracking your food, weighing yourself, whatever that looks like to you, definitely tracking your food. Two, focusing on food quality, okay? So despite what the research says on time-restricted eating, whole foods keep you satiated. We don't, there's plenty of research on this as well and ultra processed foods make you overeat and the last one then is having encouragement and having like-minded people around you uh, there's other things which come into this like preparing ahead you know preparing your food and obviously looking at the menu before you out in restaurants i could talk about loads of different things but i wanted to talk about my top three most important things for anyone who's looking to get into the shape of their life but more importantly 
lose weight and keep it off. So with that, ladies and gents, I'm going to wrap it up. And I would like you to, um, please, if you're listening back to this podcast, tag me on Instagram at Martin Silver Fitness on your story. I'd love to see where you're at in the world. Tag me at Martin Silver Fitness. Post it. If you like this episode, post it on your story. Tag me so I can see where you're at in the world. Or feel free to drop me a DM. I would love to connect with you. It's hard for me to pinpoint each person. It's almost impossible. I can see where people are at, but it's hard for me to pinpoint who actually listens. I would love to connect with you. And thanks for tuning in.